there's a lot going on in the USA at the moment. There's Donald Trump's charges of meddling in the 2020 election. Infamous music executive and manager Scooter Braun's been losing high-profile pop stars left, right and centre. And if you're on social media, you may have stumbled across the thing we want to talk about today. And that's sorority season, when gals start flocking to US colleges, hoping to get into a sorority house. UCLA sorority rush week starts today. Oh, I would say in general, it is pretty hard to join a sorority if you don't Considered already rushing. Know Just know, it's not all glitz and glam. I as did rush is. last spring, but I had COVID. Boyfriend, don't um, talk about your politics and don't talk about partying. Talk about your involvement and and sororities are something so foreign to us here in Aotearoa, but we discovered that there's actually an entire industry dedicated to helping young women get into competitive sororities. Uh, it's bizarre, but we decided to ask one of the women in the business all about them. So, kia ora, this is Newsable, I'm Emil. And I'm Imogen, and this is what's worth talking about. Trisha Addicts is the woman to go to if you want to up your chances of getting into a competitive sorority, and she joins us now all the way from Georgia, USA. Trisha, welcome to Newsable. Hi, thanks so much for having me. It's so cool to listen to your accents. <laughs> it's cool to listen to yours. Trisha, first question off the bat, what is a sorority and why would you want to be in one? A sorority is a group of women at a college and beyond, but it starts when you're in college. It's a social group, but they do a lot of other things that aren't social, philanthropy, and they hold leadership positions at the schools, that kind of thing. What's the process, Trisha, in terms of how you get into a sorority? Like, what hoops do you have to jump through? So you register for Rush or sorority recruitment, but... I call it rush, or most people call it rush. And you start to get recommendation letters. There's a form on each sorority's website that is school-specific. And so you get recommendations from people that were in sororities before. And then you start working on what you're going to wear and what you're going to do and say during this process called rush. Why do you call it rush? That's what it used to be called. It started being called sorority recruitment, um, I guess, maybe 10 years ago. But rush, it used to mean that you would rush to the sorority house after you they picked you and you picked them, I think. Mm. Don't quote me on that. Well, you kind of are. <laughs> it, but. We, we, we shall be. <laughs> Paint us a picture, Trisha, because I feel like a lot of people listening to this will be basing their impressions of sororities off movies. Are they all like... They are in, in Legally Blonde. Are there big singing and dancing competitions in the streets at any given moment? Pool parties out the back. Swapping uh, clothes. You know, kegs of beer, exactly. Yeah, pillow fights. Like, what's pillow fights. <laughs> um, what about pillow fights? But that is an extreme generalization for movies. But Rush is a sort of a superficial process. It's usually a week to 10 days, and it's really hard to get to know people in that amount of time. So they kind of have to judge and be judged on first impressions and how well you speak and, you know, what you're wearing. But it's it's less about what you're wearing in particular, but more about just that you're presenting yourself well for that situation. But once you're in a sorority, to answer your question, it's a lot more 
in depth than that. I mean, yes, there are socials, but they're not, you know, pool parties where everybody's sitting around and doing stupid things. There's study hours and there are grade requirements. And each sorority has its own house? It depends on the school, but yes, most sororities in the South in particular have sorority houses. There are some schools that have halls in dorms that are dedicated to their sororities, but one big thing about sororities in the South in particular is these monster-like mansions, and those do look like the movies. Mm. I'm really curious about that, like, and about how the rules and the finances of this kind of work, because they, these are run by the students themselves, but also the, the alumni, is that right? Well, there are advisors who were in the sororities, and then there's usually some sort of house mother that lives in the house that is also like the movies. So that's alumni money, and it's also pretty expensive to be in a sorority. The people that are living in the houses, well, everybody pays dues, but the people that are living in the houses, it's a pretty steep price tag. So if you don't have the right background in inverted commas or enough money, getting into a sorority isn't an option for you? It's not the right background as much as that you can't get a scholarship to be in a sorority because it's it's a elective thing. So part of Rush is you get a, a sheet of paper or it's made probably on an app now, but um, you get a sheet of paper that says your financial obligation. So you know going into it if you can afford it or not. How much are we talking ballpark or, or does it vary wildly from, from place to place? It varies so much, but um, if you're living in the house, it can be... This is just one particular school and sorority I'm thinking of. It's $3,000 a semester. So that's two and a half months. What does that cover? Food, board, your dues. And why is it so important to some people to get into one? Like, What's the difference of your college experience if you're not in a sorority? So like, I went to the University of Georgia and went through Rush my freshman year, and I did not get in a sorority. And I didn't know anybody. There was really no way to narrow it down, the school, and to find my people. I mean, I eventually did, but it's it's a quick way to make that transition from high school to college easier, which is why I do what I do, because that was so traumatic for me and so hard being rejected basically right off the bat and then having to find a group over a longer period of time. I ended up going back through Rush my sophomore year and, and pleasure sorority, so I know both angles. Newsable takes time and resources to produce. Please support our mahi and visit stuff.co.nz support. You talk about during Rush the importance of um, sort of presenting yourself in the right way and, and speaking the right way and the fact that you don't have as much time you know, to make a first impression, you have to stand out. Is that where you and your business now sort of comes in is, is helping women to know what what to do, exactly, what they're yes. getting so into? So we, we have researched, we know the inside the system, we know what they're looking for, we know the questions you're going to be asked. It's, it's sort of like prepping for a job interview. Think of it like that. If you know the questions you're going to be asked, then you can kind of brush up on that before the interview. And also, if you know what's appropriate to wear for the job interview, you're going to have a leg up versus if you just show up and don't know what to wear. And it's not so much like 
trying to change someone's style. It's just what's appropriate for that situation. Tell us a little bit about It's All Greek to Me. So that's the the service that you offer. People pay, I believe, 3500 US dollars. So that's closer to 6000 New Zealand dollars. What do you get for paying that amount of money and using your service? Well, you get all of our inside knowledge of what's going to happen and what's going on. We work with you on your social media. We basically package you in a way that shows your your best self. But the main thing that you get for that with It's All Greek to Me is the support. So I have what their mentors that work with these clients and they're basically become big sisters. And so what happens when you go through Rush, part of the process is you get cut and you make cuts. So you'll start off, let's say with 18 sororities, you have to get to down to one. It's a pretty stressful process, and our mentors help help navigate that week to 10 days. I mean, also preparing all, with so many things beforehand, but the knowledgeable support. So a lot of parents are there for their daughters when they're going through this, but they don't have the knowledge, and it's the dynamic between a mother and a daughter, a father and a daughter in a highly stressful situation. It's It seems to work much better to have an outsider. You've mentioned that you you personally have been on, on both sides of this. You, you've been rejected from a sorority, but you also were accepted into one. And for, for many people, the process of, of applying and, and rush and things like that must be highly, highly stressful. Did your experiences make you consider whether, you know, sororities or, or these things are, are kind of good? I think sororities are great. They are great for contacts. You have history on your side, meaning you can get out and it's much easier to get a job when you have contacts with people who are in a Greek system. It's the same thing if you play a sport. When you get out, if you play football, then you have contacts with the people that are with the boosters of the football team. So it's like any other group, but I mean, it definitely has its flaws. Trisha, what's your success rate? Are we talking like if other people during that rush period spot and it's all Greek to me, client of yours, are they like, oh, we may as well give up now? (laughs) Well, one thing, it is not something that people advertise when they're going through rush. Mm. Um, We have 100% success rate. Nice. Of all the years, we've had two people that didn't get into a sorority where they got into one, then dropped out or dropped out during rush. It's because they didn't follow what we told them at all. Trisha, just finally on this, do you work for people over overseas? Do you client, take clients from overseas? So, for example, if there was, I don't know, a 30-year-old New Zealand podcast host who was <laughs> thinking about taking a sabbatical, maybe going to study journalism at Columbia, um, would, would you... Is her name Imogen Wells? <laughs> Imogen Schmelz, um, maybe is her name. Would you consider taking her on as a client and finding her a place in a sorority? There are so many things wrong with what you just asked. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, first off, if she's going to Columbia for journalism, yeah, no, she's not going through Russia in the South. And absolutely, if Schmimogene smells were an 18-year-old girl coming from New Zealand, going through Russia at a university in the United States... Yeah, I would think it would be really important for her to figure out or to have us because clearly Schmimogene Schmelz has no idea about any of this. She doesn't really know anything about anything anyways. How do you know? 
You, you've never even met her. I've just heard about her, you know. She's my next-door neighbour. Schmeelmachin Schmelz, your neighbour. Trisha Eddix, thank you so much, A, for playing along, and B, for uh, sharing your knowledge. It's been fascinating. Awesome. Thank you so much for having me. And thank you for listening. That's Newsable for today. I'm Imogen Wells. And I'm Emil Donovan. Remember to chuck us a like or a follow on your favourite podcast player. Make sure that you get fresh episodes delivered straight to your phone Monday through Saturday. Have a great weekend, and we'll chat to you on Monday. If you liked listening to this pod, help us make more like this. Visit stuff.co.nz support. Kia ora, I'm Adam Blair. I played the great game of rugby league for the Storm, Tigers, Broncos and the Mighty Warriors. And I'm Goran Paladin, sports presenter and rugby league fanatic. I won a World Cup too. I played 51 tests for New Zealand. Yeah, he's a national treasure, people. Come on. Blairy and I, we're joining forces for a brand new rugby league podcast called League of Our Own. Each week we talk Kiwis across the NRL and of course everything was. All the big names, the big stories. And some of my own stories too. Well, if we can make them fit. We'll make time. Okay. League of Our Own with Blairy and Goran. Debut ep dropping on Wednesday afternoon and every Wednesday after that. You can listen through stuff.co.nz or wherever you get your podcast. Proudly brought to you by Snap Rentals. Mate, your your stories are way too long, eh? Nah, we've got to take them on a journey. <laughs> oh, the journey. Yeah, of course. <laughs> <laughs>